0: a little bit, amen. Now last week, and as you, as you know, we've been studying, amen, uh, about Christian soldiers in their home, and our theme scripture found in to learn how to behave and how to conduct ourselves, and we found out so far from studying the Word of God here that the Word of God is our standard for perfection. Amen. Be perfect. Be perfect. Walk perfect in this house, this temple. Amen. Be complete. Be right. Amen. Live right. Do right. You know, serve. You know, the Bible tells us to mark the perfect. example. Paul says in First Corinthians, you follow me as I follow Christ. Now last week he was talking about model uh, behavior that support Christian conduct. And as Paul told Timothy to be an example of the believer in word and conversation, that conversation being also uh, that behavior. We have to learn how to have good behavior. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So to keeping that focus, keeping that focus in mind that we are to have good conduct, amen, good behavior as children of God. One of the things we have to get in our minds and learn is that once we become new creatures in Christ, we have to realize what the Scripture is saying to us. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. And so, therefore, our old ways of living, our old ways of life that did not reward us well. Now, granted, there might have been some things uh, in our old life that, you know, was good stuff that we did and, and it brought us some good productivity and stuff, so... These things we may look at, you know, but what is God trying to show us now through the Word of God? And what is He trying to show us? As the Lord told Joshua, as we saw last week in Joshua 1, verse 7 through 9, He told them, don't let the law depart out of your mouth, because if you keep it, you will have good success. In other words, God wants us to be successful he wants us to complete this race, uh, as, as Paul uses all the analogies of an athlete. He used the analogies of a soldier. He talks about mastery, you know, and stuff. And so they're trying to show us by using these analogies and these things uh, that take those principles... You know, a, a soldier, he's got to be obedient to his orders. He's got to be obedient to the commands that are given him. So we have to take that principle. An athlete, an athlete has to train. He can't, uh, put a whole lot of stuff in his body. He has to learn discipline. Uh, the same way as a soldier does. And then those that are striving for mastery, you know, you got rules that you got to follow if you're going to be a, a correct journeyman and all these things. you got to know what you're doing. So they use these kind of things to help us be able to look and see what we need to do to be successful in life. Amen. And so our conduct Uh, And you hear me say this over and over again, that the world already knows what we're supposed to do when we say we're Christians. They may have never stuck a foot in the church. They may have never opened a Bible. But as soon as you say, I'm a Christian, they automatically associate that with good behavior and doing right and being right. You know, it's amazing how that plays out. Amen. And so, therefore, we have to be what we say we are. Amen. So, last week we was talking about living a life that models that behavior. Amen. And so, you know, everybody wants to be role models. uh, You know, Hollywood. Everybody wants to follow Hollywood. But Hollywood is leading people further and further and further away from God. Amen. We have got to, as Christians, be that light set upon the hill that cannot be hidden that Jesus uh, spoke of. We want people to be able to see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, tonight, we're going to number two, which is on page four tonight. Amen. Walking with the heart of Christian conduct. Walking with the heart of a Christian conduct. We constantly hear throughout Scripture as we read, we're constantly told, told to walk a certain way, you know, walk a certain way here, you know. And so we've got to learn how to walk effectively and correctly. Paul, right into the church's Ephesus in the fifth chapter here in the verse 14 through 21, Amen. Notice what he says here. He says, Wherefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Notice, Christ will give you light. Amen. The Word is a lamp to my feet, is a light unto my pathway. In the beginning was the Word, right? So Jesus is the living Word, so He will give us light through His word. the interest to the Word of God bring us light. As soon as you open your Bible, it gives light. So Christ will give us light. Amen. See then that you walk circumspectfully, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time. Because the day is evil. What are you doing with your time? What do you do with your time today? What did you accomplish today? What do you do? You know, I ask people that all the time. You know, I says, what do you do today? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) You know, are we wasting our time? What should we be doing with this 24 hours a day? How are we using that? You know, are we using it effective? Time is one of those commodities, as we all know. Once it passes, you don't get a second chance with it. It's gone. You know, so, you know, if you don't accomplish what you set out today, (laughs) tomorrow you're going to get 24 more hours. So, you know, you have to learn how to manage your time. So he says, redeem the time. Why? Because the days are evil. So, notice, walk circumspectfully. You've got to walk cautiously. You've got to be careful. You've got to be anxious. The thief comes not, Jesus said in John 10, 10, but the steal to kill and to destroy. So, we have to learn how to walk. And if God is going to give me light, then I should be able to see the snares and the traps and the things that the enemy of my soul is setting for me. I should be able to see those hidden things that He's got out there. Amen. That's why I've got to walk cautiously. Remember, at the onset of this lesson, we said God's Word is our principle and our standard. So as we studied the Word of God, as we applied the Word of God to ourselves, we will be able to see clearly what is set before us. Amen. Certain things will not line up with the Word of God. And those are the things we will get, we'll see here in a few minutes that we have to avoid. Amen. So redeem the time because the days are evil. You know, as Paul told the church uh, Timothy, you know, he says in the last days perilous times are going to come. The men is going to be lovers of their own self. He said they're going to be covetous. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going to be disobedient to parents. They're going to be unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, incontinence, fires, haters of those that are good, despiteful, proud, you know. He goes on, you know, heady, high minders, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Amen. People is, is, It's got a form of godliness, but they're denying the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he says, from such, turn away. You're going to have to get away from that foolishness. Amen. You've got to know the doctrine. So, evil times are coming. So, we're here. We see it. We hear it all the time now. This is why we've got to learn how to walk in this temple, in this house. This is why we've got to learn how to behave. In this temple, amen. We cannot allow just anything to just keep infiltrating and coming in. Because evil seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, amen. So we have got to learn how to be cautious here of what we're doing and what we're saying and who we're hanging around with, amen. And everything because evil communications, as James says, does corrupt good manners. Amen. So, we got to be careful. Paul goes on uh, and says, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, we've got to study so we know what God's will is. This is the will of God, Paul, Paul says, even our sanctification, that you abstain from all appearance of evil. You know, you, you, you've got to learn how to conduct yourself. You can't say I'm a Christian and keep doing the wrong thing. You know, it, it's amazing people that want to be Christians, but they don't want to follow the rules of engagement. You know, they want to say I'm a Christian, but they don't want to do what the Word of God says. You know, that just hurts the church even more and more. And people say, well, I don't go to church because there's too many hypocrites in the church. You know? Well, it, you know, and, and that perception is there because those that say they're Christian aren't doing what they're supposed to do. We have to have the conduct and the actions and the behavior that goes along with what we say that we are. Amen. So we've got, we've got to be wise, not unwise. If there's ever been a time to study the book of Proverbs and apply the wisdom that is given, it is today. We've got to get wisdom, amen, and this world and this that that is around us. So know what the will of the Lord is. He told the church of Thessalonica that pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks because this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. So do you know the will of God? What does God want you to do? What is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to be Amen? in these last days? You've got to. He goes on and says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, that word excess there, he is talking about your corruption of morals. Amen. Uh, we, we've got to realize that alcohol will give you vicious conduct. It'll make you do foolish things. See, that's why Solomon says in Proverbs 23, you know, who have sorrow? Who have woe, who have contention, who have blabbling, who have wounds without cause, who have redness of eyes, they that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. He lists Solomon lists out in Proverbs twenty three, those things that happens to people that drink wine and get drunk. He also goes on and and, and I think is uh one of the other uh, things in chapter twenty, he says, Wine is a marker, strong drink is raging, and who never so is deceived thereby is not wise, Amen. This uh, we have to realize our conduct. Alcohol will make you do foolish things. You know, it impairs your vision, it impairs your mind, and causes you to do wrong. Every good conduct that you have can go right out the window through alcohol. So he says, don't be drunk with wine. Where it is, it causes bad conduct and bad morals. He says, but be filled with the Spirit. See, you're going to get drunk. Get drunk on the Holy Ghost because that way it will make you do what is right. Amen. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always for all things unto so God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another and the fear of God, amen, so we got to walk circumspectfully, cautiously, anxiously, amen. Uh, you know we don't want to fall in sin. This is what Paul told the church at uh, Corinthians and first Corinthians 10 uh, verse uh, 10 uh, eleven He says, "Let him that think he stand take heed, lest he fall." He said, there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But with the temptation, always make a way of an escape. The Holy Ghost will speak to you to prevent you from doing wrong as a Christian. Now, you have to decide, am I going to continue to do wrong, or do I listen to the Spirit? Amen. Amen. So, we should be walking cautiously today. We've got to be diligent in the things that we're doing. This is why the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 6, 9, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you. Things that accompany salvation, though we dev speak. Amen. Salvation brought us morals. Salvation brought us good conduct. Amen. We just have to obey it and do it. If not, then we're gonna fall, and this is why he says, "Let him that think he stand take heed, lest he fall." You've got to be a diligent uh, to this thing. I mean, take special effects and care to guard against the temptations that are coming your way, that are around us, and to live as we ought to live. Think of temptations are everywhere today to buy more, to do this, to go there. You know, they're out there. This enemy has turned everything loose. If you read in my book that I wrote, If God Be Us," that little article called Satan's Convention, you will see, man, all that stuff has been let loose today. And so we have to be wise. We've got to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Amen. Not as fools, but as wise. Not as the people of this world live, indulging foolish pleasures and desire, but as those who have been taught to understand heavenly wisdom and who have been made truly wise by the Word of God. It comes, wisdom come from the Word of God, because God is a God of wisdom here. So we should walk with that new heart and new mind in a new way of thinking. Walk in newness of life. As I said, once we are baptized and once we come out out of that water, we have got to begin to walk according to the Word of God. Amen. Walking in wisdom with them that are out. Redeeming the time. Our old man is buried with Christ. Amen. And our behavior must be now as His. Amen. we got to walk like Christ. Romans 8, 1. Paul writing to the church at Rome. He says, There is therefore now none, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sins and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in His own Son in the likeness of sin for flesh, for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that we might be what? The righteousness. Amen. That the righteousness of Christ, of the law, might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Notice, the righteousness of the law is to be fulfilled in us. Because we're walking it after the the law. Amen. We're walking according to the Spirit. We're walking according to the ways of God. And all it does is bring about righteousness and doing what is right. Amen. Here. So there's no condemnation to them that walk not after the law, but after the Spirit. Amen. Amen. We want to walk after the Spirit. Paul says in Galatians five sixteen, this I say then walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust flesh lusted in the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these? adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envious, murderers, drunkenness, revelance, and the such like of the which I have told you before that they that do these things cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's, what are we doing? Crucified. The flesh. We, in other words, we have brought it under subjection, because we are being led by the Spirit. In other words, what we're saying, he's saying, is because now we're led by the Spirit, we brought this fleshly thing under subjection to the Spirit. Therefore, we should not live after the flesh; we should live after the ways of the Spirit. Amen. So when the flesh begins to want to surface and rise in hatred, when the flesh wants to rise in fornication, when the rest flesh wants to rise in adultery, when it wants to rise in strife and seditions and envies and jealousies and all these things, we said, no, we push it back down because we it that old man in the grave of waters of baptism. And we're going to walk in the Spirit. We're going to have compassion. We're going to have mercy. We're going to have grace. We're going to have love. We're going to have joy. We're going to have peace. We're going to have the fruit of the Spirit. As I was saying Sunday in the message, as the Scripture says, in Isaiah thirty-seven thirty-one, if the roots goes down, then what? The fruit is coming up. See? And this is why we've got to walk in the Spirit. Amen. In Isaiah 37:31 he says if the if the roots goes down then the fruit comes up. So when we get rooted and grounded in Christ because that's what we're looking at doing is walking in the spirit. Amen. We're going to go up, 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 up. That's why Jeremiah say You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers that spread out its roots by the river. You won't see when the drought comes and the heat comes and and this stuff happens because you'll still be prosperous and green and beautiful. And as a result, you'll keep yielding fruit. See? So your fruit, your love will be shooting out. Amen upward and your joy will be upward and your peace will be upward and your patience will be upward all these things will be coming up because every time you turn around you'll be lifting up your hands giving god's praise because that's the will of god and everything give thanks because this is the will of god and so there's no condemnation to them that are in christ jesus you're not going to condemn yourself. You won't beat up yourself. you stop beating up yourself. You'll live with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. You will be strengthened in the inner man. You will live according to the Word of God. Your conduct, your actions, how you live, how you think. Discipline, disciplining your mind, disciplining your thoughts, disciplining your actions. It all work together. You see it begin to flow together to that perfection that God is trying to bring into our lives. Amen. He's trying to mold us to be like him. And it starts with that righteous conduct that those morals that he's trying to put inside of us. Amen. Because God can't lie. God is holy. You know, as, as the Scripture says, amen, <clears throat> as, as Paul told the church, he says, if the root is holy, then guess what? The branch is holy. See? You, you can't say you're a Christian and not be holy. See? That's why a lot of people get all upset about, oh, holiness, oh, yeah, that's all you think about is holiness, holiness. Holiness. Well, if the branch, if the roots is holy, Paul says, then the branch has got to be holy. If I'm grafted into Christ, if I put on Christ, and I say I'm in Christ, and as the Scripture says, "Be holy," for I am holy, then therefore, if I'm in Him, I got to be holy. I can't get away from it. See. And so this is why holiness must be, be shown and taught in the church. That separation from the world, coming out from the world. Be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you to myself, and I'll be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Second Corinthians, Amen. First Corinthians six eighteen. Amen. So we, we've got to be what God wants us to be. The roots are holy. For out of Jesse shall spring forth a root of righteousness. Amen. And so whatever God is, that's what we've got to be. This is why Jesus said be perfect. As your Father is perfect. We've got to be complete. You know, we've got to be satisfied with how he's making us and how he's developing us and how he's showing us and taking us. You know, I might not be where you are right now in Christ, but if I'm content with where I am and who God is making me, pretty soon I'll get there too. You know, when you cross the finish line, I'll cross the finish line when He comes. I have to learn. This is what Paul is saying to the church of Philippi. I have learned no matter what state I am to be content. Say, you know you you got to give God a chance to work in you you know miriam you' are you're a little fruit tree. I'm supposed to be an old fruit tree, so I'm supposed to have a whole lot of more fruit than you are right now. but as you stay with it, you'll find that as you get older, the more fruit you will produce, amen. As long as your roots keeps going down in Jesus Christ, as long as you keep studying the Word of God, as soon as you, as long as you keep applying the Word of God, your fruit is gonna come up and up and up and up. Your success in things is gonna be higher and higher and higher and higher. Cause the more you go in Christ, the more you're gonna go up. The more you're gonna become, amen, in Christ. Same way, Jesse. Amen. Get your roots down in this thing. Study the Word of God. Apply the Word of God. You're going to go higher and higher and higher. We have to learn how to walk circumspectly. There is no condemnation. The enemy of your soul wants to destroy you. He wants to take away the things of God. But this is why we must have the principles and power of those things, of those that are born again, working in our lives. The Word of God must be our principle And God. Look at John 6.63. John 6.63. It's not on your paper. I I always have. That's why you got to have your Bibles. Because I'm always throwing out more scriptures than what you get on the paper. Amen. John 6.63. It is the Spirit that does what? Quicken. The Spirit quickeneth us. You know. The flesh doesn't profit anything. The words that I speak unto you, Jesus says, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. His word gives us spirit and they give us life. Amen. So this is why you need the word of God. Amen. In your life as a daily part of your intake, constantly the word of God. They are spirit and they are life. Paul said to the church at Ephesus, And you who are dead in your trespasses and sins, have He quickened together with Him. By grace are you saved. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. Amen. He quickens us. Amen. He brings things to our mind. He brings things to our remembrance, whatsoever things He said unto us. Amen. This Word speaks to us. To show us the right way. To show us how to live. How to conduct ourselves. Amen. How to walk according to the word. Amen. And how to be able to endure. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians uh, uh, 5 7. 2 Corinthians 5 7. Paul says, We walk by faith and not by sight. See? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. See, because there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. See, I could think I'm on the right path because I can see that path. Most of you, like me, has driven down the road, and we think we're on the right road. As we can see the road and then all of a sudden we realize we're on the wrong road <laughs> you know there's a way that seems right but does it line up with the word of God the ways of God is a highway is <laughs> you know, a higher way than what we can imagine you know make the way straight the Lord says in Isaiah Amen. Every mountain shall be brought low and every valley shall be made high. In other words, get the plan feel even here. Get it all right. And this is why we have to have the Word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Our life and conduct rests on the Word of God and our faith here. Look at uh, Philemon. Philemon chapter, uh, one, there's only one chapter <laughs> Verse four through six. Look at Philemon in your Bibles. Amen. Chapter one, verse four through six. What was it about Philemon? Paul is writing to Philemon. He says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and what? Faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus first and foremost, and towards the saints of God. Notice, he says, I'm hearing of all the love you've gotten, and and all the faith you've got and the faith you have towards Jesus and the faith you've got towards the other saints of God. Verse 6, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Faith that communicates. Does your faith communicate? See, your faith reveals your conduct. Your faith reveals your actions. Your faith reveals where your heart is. Is it communicating that you trust God? Is it communicating that you are a child of God? Your faith should be these things. That's why Hebrews 11, we call it the faith chapter. You know, look at what they did. What was it about Joseph that he says to Potiphar's wife, "Your husband has has not he, he don't even know what he's got. He has not kept anything back from me but you. And so, how can I do this great wickedness and not sin against your husband?" He says, but sin against God. See? Faith in God. See? When you have faith in God, you won't allow yourself to be drawn away to do wrong things. Because why? Your principles and your conduct is based on the Word of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. So you don't want to sin against God. You want your faith to be strong in the Lord, amen, and in the power of His might, amen. Our faith in Christ should link us closer together as children of God. It seems like the, the more the world gets crazier, it seems like the more the church is sporadic and getting further away from each other. We should be coming together. We should be joining together. We should be encouraging and edifying and building up. Philemon's faith was effectual, and Paul says, "Hearing about your faith, not only towards Jesus, but to also the saints of God, he's communicating his actions, his deeds, the things that he's doing reveals that he's a Christian. He's living this house. He's living the way it should be. His household is communicating what it's supposed to be as a Christian here." So our faith, amen, should be the same way. When we quote Acts 2, we get to, a lot of times people get to Acts verse 38 and they just quote 38 and quit. You know? But if we was to read on in 39 through 42, you know, what did he tell them? Save yourself from this untoward generation. You know? In other words, come out from among this generation now. You're going to get baptized. You believe in Christ. You want to know what you need to do. You repent. You be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and all that are far even as men as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words. See, it's not all in there, but with many other words that he testify and exalts, saying, Save yourself. From this untoward generation, I guarantee you he, he told them they need to come out. That they need to separate. They need to live for God. They need to, to not follow that old way of life. Say, He probably admonished them how they should live. You know, and as a result of them, they that what? Gladly received the Word was baptized. And they were added unto them about 3,000 so. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Amen. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. See, so we, we, we have to get this thing in us. The Word of God has got to be in us. Amen. We have to become a doer of the Word, James says, and not just a hearer. Only of God's Word. We've got to have a heart that communicates and shows good Christian conduct. Amen. Our walk must reveal. Amen. And our faith must be strong in the Lord. Second Timothy 2 verse 19 through 26. Amen. Second Timothy 2 verse 19 through 26. Nevertheless, The foundation of God stands sure. The Lord knows them that are His. The Lord, you know, foundation should have this seal. The Lord knows them that are His. And let what? Every one that name the name of Christ keep doing wrong. Huh? What does it say? Depart from iniquity. Amen. If I say I'm a Christian. I can't keep doing wrong. I got to depart from those things, all that wicked injustice and wrongdoing and not doing what is right. I've got to withdraw myself. This is what Paul Peter says: Save yourselves! Come on out. You know, Paul later says, "Come out among them and be separate." But in a great house there is not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and earth, and some to be honored and some to be dishonored. If a man therefore, what? Purge himself. From these he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. See? every good work. Flee! Run! Get out of there! Don't stay there! Run from youthful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish. And unlearned questions, avoid, knowing that all they do is gender more strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, must be gentle to all men, apt to teach, patient. Amen. And meekness, instructing them that oppose themselves, if God prevents you or by God, perchance, will give them repentance. Amen. To the acknowledge of the truth. That's what we're trying to do, is bring people in the truth. And that they what? may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who has taken them captive at his will. See? You want to be able to teach the Word of God, to show, let your life, your life communicate your faith. See? And as a result, people will see. And then you can share the truth of the Word of God so that they can recover themselves out of the snares of the devil. Because the truth shall make you free. Amen. So we have to understand this is what he's trying to show us. Love not this world. Neither the things that are in the world. John says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, it is not of the Father. It is of the world. And the world does what? Pass away. Say, it's going to go away, but we're steadfast. Notice 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. John says, if we say that He's in us, if I say I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, if I say I've been baptized in Jesus' name, and His name is in my forehead, and I'm a child of God, he says, then that's the way I should be walking. I should be walking even as He walked. See? My life should reflect Christ. My actions, my conduct, my discipline, everything about my life should be a reflection of Him. The fruit of the Spirit should be going upward because my roots are downward. Amen. See, I'm supposed to be bright and shining. I'm supposed to be filled with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. I'm supposed to rejoice evermore and everything give thanks. But this is the will of God. And Christ Jesus comes learning me. I'm a city that is set on the hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. The Prince of Peace is in me and He will keep me in perfect peace as my mind stay upon Him. I learn contentment no matter what state I'm in. Amen. I learn how to abound. I learn how to abase. I learn how to be hungry. I learn how to be full. And all things, I'm instructed both the hunger and thirst. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengtheneth me. Amen. Praise God. So if he's in me, I gotta walk like he walked. Amen. So we have to study the word of God so that we know how to conduct ourselves and how to walk according to the word of God. First John chapter 1, verse 7. First John chapter 1, verse 7. John says, but if we Walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So see, I shouldn't be walking in sin because I'm supposed to be clean. I'm having fellowship with brothers of light, precious faith, sisters of light, precious faith. Iron sharpeneth iron. You help me, I help you. Amen. You call me when I'm wrong on my wrongness. I call you when you're on your wrongness. And as a result, we get back in the middle of the road and we stay on track. We're walking the way Christ as well. Kind of like what Paul did to Peter. (laughs) Call him on his wrong, right? Get him back on track. Amen. We walk in the light as he's the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us. From all our sins. Amen. Verse 8. If we confess. If we say we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Verse 10. 9. If we confess our sins. He is faithful. And just gives us. And cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Amen. See this is what God wants. When you make a mistake confess it. You know, that's why he gives you that power, you know, to be able to get that forgiveness so you stay on the right path and live right and to do right. Amen. It's what God desires. Amen. To help us walk right. Amen. Our theme scripture Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen, verse 11, with power and might and long-suffering and patience. According to His glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Amen. Giving thanks unto the Father which have made us meet to partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. This is what God wants. He wants us to walk worthy. He wants us to walk with a heart after Him. Amen. And so, this is what it's all about. We want to live according to His Word and according to His way. Amen. Paul told the church of Philippi, he says, only let your conversation or your behavior be as it becomes the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let your life reflect the gospel because the gospel changes things. And your life will not only change you, but it will change others that sees it in you. Amen? Amen. Man, that was a quick hour. God's good. Amen. 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 So let's walk with a heart that demonstrates and show forth good Christian conduct and behavior. Amen. Praise God. All these prayers tonight. Amen. Don't forget to keep lifting these up.